Well, answer me this, Hope. Why has so much been written and recorded on the subject of vampires if there's absolutely nothing in it? Man's need, Watson, is need to explain fear. Then you do admit to the inexplicable. Oh, yes, there's plenty of evidence for that. But do we believe in dragons and fairies and ghosts because much has been written about them? Ghosts? Watson has a ghost story. Not our man. No, carry on, Watson. I was in Afghanistan. Long nights of fatigue in a field hospital. The young subaltern who had died, virtually in my arms, appeared some weeks later, quite unmistakably, when I was on leave in Constantinople. Fascinating. What if one of you is the monster? Monster? They're British, you know. Hello, I'm Chris Denton. And I'm Paul Monk. And we are a very British horror. And we are a very British horror. But <laughs> having said that, Paul, what are we going to be reviewing today? Um, well, we're reviewing that very, very British, um, well-known British horror uh, masterpiece, maybe. Um, we're, we're talking about Sherlock Holmes, The Last Vampire. Okay. Uh, the Jeremy Brett episode from the early mid-90s was so, it? so um, um made in 1992 i believe broadcast in january 93 yeah so yeah so we're do, we're covering it we're covering that excellent so this is going to require a lengthy justification isn't it but yeah, <laughs> although it's called the last vampire it's not actually it's not actually a horror film is it <laughs> it's um it's an adaption of the sherlock holmes short story the sussex vampire and it's yeah. fiction and uh, well yes and no <laughs> okay About 10 minutes of it are <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so I, th- I think that's correct and we have covered sherlock holmes before because we did like years ago now we did an episode on hammers hound of the baskervilles but i feel with that you kind of get a free pass, don't you? Because it's directed by Terence Fisher. It's got Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee in it. So you think, okay, you could say that was a horror film, <laughs> right? You well, can we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about this a bit later. But uh, I think there's, um, I think there's there's some interesting distinctions between uh, Hound of the Baskervilles as a, a sort of a, a genuine sort of almost horror fiction and and this which tries to be but i think it fails slightly but i I will talk about that later oh you've let on you've got slightly negative feelings (laughs) there i think right so but with um hammers how the basketballs you get a free pass i mean to be honest we we could do an episode on Hammer's Sword of Sherwood Forest, and people would go, "Oh yeah, I understand why they're doing that," because <laughs> <laughs> you know many of the same things apply, don't they? I mean, it's not got Christopher yeah. Lee in it, but Oliver Reed's in it, and it's got um, Peter Cushing as the Sheriff of Nottingham, <laughs> directed by James yeah. Fisher again. You can go, okay, so yeah, you're right, it's a Robin Hood film, but I can see why. But but this is um, the Jeremy Brett fairly not at the end but fairly late into the Jeremy Brett run and Sherlock Holmes and and it's a one-off horror thing I mean they did also do an adaption a Jeremy Brett adaption of Hound of the Baskervilles but, when, but 
you know, we, we didn't want to cover that one. Um, and in fact, that has got, uh, from memory, I think, got very little to do with horror <laughs> at all in it. Because it focuses on the because it's the Jeremy Brett detective part part of it. Yeah. However, actually, Sherlock Holmes itself, uh, you know, has has a really well. It's I think particularly associated with Dracula. Not you know, I mean, I think there is a Sherlock Holmes versus Dracula thing, but it's, no one's ever. I mean, it's not popular or particularly or anything, is it? I've never, I've never read it, but. Um, I'm not saying that it works as a crossover necessarily, but Sherlock Holmes and Dracula, they do seem to go together. And in fact, um, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle wrote Bram Stoker a fan letter in 1897 when, when Dracula was first published. Uh, Doyle was on holiday and he read this, not, not, not in Whitby, he was on holiday on the seaside in the south somewhere, and he wrote this letter, um, which is available, you can, you can view this as an archive of his letters, and he wrote, wrote it to Bram Stoker saying, your novel's great, I really liked it, and, which was really um, actually interesting because it wasn't a massive hit in 1897. It was it was a very long time until until Dracula was uh, a massive piece of popular culture. But but Doyle right at the start when it was published, you know, in hardback. I think it's before paperbacks, but <laughs> when it was first published, uh, Doyle cottoned on, and um, the Sussex Vampire was published in 1924 essentially it's a it's a yeah. it's, it's, it's um it's from the case book of Sherlock Holmes um it was first published in January 24 in the Strand magazine but but they appeared in the last Holmes collection and you know that's yeah. it's a long time after the golden age of of, of the, the Victorian so, ones um but so yeah so, uh, uh, yeah so around that sort of time but, but um, also like 25, yeah, more than 25 years after he'd read Dracula. So, okay, why did he do it then? So, but this... this what, no, I've read some things that suggest that, that it, it was possibly written before it's when it was published. And it, I've, I've, I've read a few things that suggest that it's, um, it was one of the ones that he wrote early on, but may have, uh, earlier on, but may have rejected due to... It not being um, him, not thinking it was up to up to scratch, um, but obviously by this stage in that, that sort of Sherlock Holmes canon, it's a bit like anything goes, really, isn't it? Well, canon. you're right. I, I think it is. So then that 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 would probably explain it because why was he interested? But he left it uh, like a, a, yeah. over two decades. By, and especially because by that stage, the 1920s, hadn't Doyle got firmly into Sort of all the spiritual stuff and spiritualism, and yeah, yeah. So, so he, he, it's always a bit odd that he would have written at that point a a a story which effectively just says that vampires and the supernatural is a lot of old rubbish. Debunks the supernatural, and it, and, and, it yeah. and explains it away. So yes, although and then he did with Professor Challenger eventually turned Professor Challenger into a spiritualist, I believe. I seem to remember I read that. <laughs> um, but, but Sherlock Holmes never loses his, his scientific uh, focus, thank goodness. No. But, but um, also, 
in the early 20s, Soka was dead by, by this point. Um, and his wife had famously sued the, the German filmmakers of Nosferatu, hadn't he? Hadn't she? Because <laughs> um, that that yes. was in that was in uh, the early twenties. That was in um, twenty two, but I, I think it was around then. And but then um, this seemed to sort of um, indicate the. The, the resurgence of interest. I don't know if it's resurgence or a surgence of interest in Dracula, actually, because because the stage play, which is and the stage play is yeah. the thing that turned Dracula into the cultural phenomenon that it still is today. But that that was um, that did premiere in 1924, but you know in August 1924. So um, obviously, obviously Doyle couldn't possibly have known about it by. That even in the time of publication, <laughs> yeah, obviously in, in Jan- January, but so, so, but something was definitely going on then. Um, it was, I mean, um, why did why did um, why did F. W. Murnau adapt it in the first place? So it's, it's obviously so obviously uh, yeah. a, a book that was gaining momentum, and I think then it just actually exploded in 1924. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and the and the other the the other thing and you know detective fiction and horror fiction actually have quite a lot of similar roots um, because they're two of the great genres, aren't they? So you've got like literature and that, <laughs> but but the, the 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 genres of you know the, the so you know science fiction and fantasy to it wouldn't you the things that you know that that's fun but you don't generally study it in english a level sadly (laughs) well i mean so so detective and horror and both pillars and you get lots of crossover between the two they're quite similar in a lot of ways yeah edgar allan they're quite similar in a lot of ways exactly they really are so i was just going to so yeah, so they've got so you know you, you'll have detective stuff where there's a um, where you're you're building up to you're finding clues and various bits that build up to solving a crime, and and horror's sort of similar in that your your you your characters are build finding out things that are building up to something nasty, so they sort of I can see that the similarities there. And, you, and that's um, like uh, Poe, Edgar Allan Poe, famously, The Murder at the Rue Morgue was one of the very first um, detective stories. And he was, obviously, everything else he did that he's well known for now yeah. was was horror. So, you know, there, 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 there's plenty of crossover. But um, having said that, let's just, let's just get into The, the, <laughs> the Last Vampire because, um, you, you know... I, well, you, you, what, what happens at the start of the last vampire? Well, the start of the last vampire, vampire, vampire is uh, basically the, the end of every vampire Hammer film ever. We have um, a load of people in in a village uh, setting fire to uh, the a, a house that purportedly has vampires in it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's obviously not <laughs> that's not in Doyle. That's just something they no. they put in. So so I think, but I think it sets the scene that this is going to be um, 
a commentary on gothic horror. Okay. And, and I think it can. I, I think that's why I think the 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 the, the last vampire uh, is in you, you know it, it does try and follow a lot of the rules of British Gothic cinema, and you know it twists it. So, like you say, the fires at the beginning, not the end. But um, but but also, um, it's not that dissimilar to the start of. The Hand of the Baskervilles, is it, with the, the legend of, uh, was it evil Sir Hugo Baskerville? So, so, yeah. <laughs> so, so you, <laughs> they are merging at the edges here. Anyway, do, yeah. you, do, you want, do you want to go on then and give us a bit more of the plot so we can have a, a, a little bit more of a discussion on that? Um, yeah, I got, so, um, what's his name, Ferguson? Yes. There's a guy called Ferguson, and he's got a new wife um, who's from Peru. Yeah. And they uh, come back to their, their English village, and um, they've got a newborn baby. And Ferguson has a son from like his previous uh, marriage as well. Um, why am I struggling with this? I don't um, know because you watched it today. <laughs> I know I did watch it today. <laughs> and, and, um, there's a guy called Stockton who's uh, this kind of mysterious stranger in the village who who uh, everyone is suspicious of, and um, he comes around and sees their baby, and the baby dies effectively. So that's the first part. Um, okay, and if you're familiar with the story, the Sussex Vampire, some of it's that right. You've got Ferguson and and, and yeah. his son Jack and wife Carlotta, I think. Um, but Stockton isn't in it, and and in and, the baby lives. Yeah, exactly. The baby lives. I think because I was slightly horrified when I watched this, and the baby died, and then they have the baby's funeral. So like, that's not what happens. But <laughs> no. But but we've got this new character of Stockton, who is the vampire character. He's descended from the 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 nobles we saw die in the fire at the start yeah uh, who were meant to, meant to be vampires and he he's played by Stockton's played by Roy Marsden uh, which yeah ITV um staple actor or TV staple but he'd been um Adam Dalgleish for very many years yeah uh, um, he had a long a long career on t- tv of course but but um most well known as a detective in his own right but and here he's got this slightly unconvincing wig and the uh, dressed obviously in the victorian gear and, and you think well he's not he's not really like christopher lee he he's not even like peter cushing he reminds me no. uh, he's, he's more like John Carson or, or one of these other actors that Hammer would get when they couldn't get Christopher Lee or Peter Cushing. So, so to, to me, yeah. it's, it's just like um, 
it seems like the role was written for one of them and then he's playing it <laughs> slightly inappropriately. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, Just imagine if they'd got Christopher Lee for this. How, how brilliant would that have been? Well, Christopher, Not, I mean, Roy Marsden does a decent enough job. He, do, but, he does a decent enough job. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, Christopher Lee was a, a bit of a... He was working in British TV at this time. I mean, so... Yeah. <laughs> You know, I don't. I don't know if they thought to offer it to him. Maybe they did, but <laughs> it would have been considerably better known and better regarded, probably, if he wasn't it. But you know, yes. but they didn't go for it. I mean, he would have been. He would. He would have been too old. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, I would have done mm-hmm. it, but then yeah. I would. Have, I would have probably tried to cast Christopher Lee in anything I had any say over <laughs> at that point. I thought you said you would have. I thought you said you would, you would have done it. I thinking you you would have just played that part. I'd like, oh, yeah, have had a go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you had a go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Ferguson is played by Keith Barron. Yes. Who I I do like, but who's a comedy actor? So so most well known for Juicy Free, probably. Was also in the Good Guys yeah. with Nigel Havers, wasn't he? I mean, and Haggard. Yeah. There was a, there was a sitcom called Haggard. Oh, yeah. Dinsdale. So, but. yeah. I mean, I think he's been in enough serious roles as well. Oh well, he he was he's in um, he was in Nothing But the Night. Do you remember that film? <laughs> I do remember that film, and um, from the mysterious episode that we never did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah but but he's mostly associated with comedy isn't he but he's fine i mean he, he can certainly yeah. he can certainly act he, he plays uh, ferguson pretty well so um what happens then i mean surely we need um, to look, look Holmes probably comes into it at some point yeah so uh in another sort of deviation from from the story the sherlock holmes is engaged by um, the the local um, priest, yeah, who's played by Morris Denham. I love Morris Don- Denham. Okay, Morris Denham He's is great. cut price Michael Horden, but Morris Denham is yeah. still great anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's 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 pretty he's pretty good, um, and he 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 engages Sherlock Holmes um, on on the basis that that there's. There's something not very something not very nice going on in this village, um, but not necessarily. I, I, see, this is a this is a problem I have a, with with this serial. Is it, it it's it's not very clear. So obviously in the story, there's a clear reason why why it is Ferguson who engages Holmes in the story, um, what, and why he's doing it. Um, Basically, Morris Denham just turns up and says that everything's a bit rotten and there's evil things going on. Yeah, it's to investigate but, Stockton, isn't he? Who is somehow well, basically, yeah, somehow killed the blacksmith with the evil eye. Yeah, although the blacksmith has clearly died of natural causes. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but 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 then you do get home home because it is. Um, he does get the vampire story. So Holmes is looking up vampirism and just said, well, this is, well, how am I going to investigate this? <laughs> there's a great, there's a great bit right where, where Watson comes in and, and Holmes is, is, is putting in vampire teeth and has a sort of Dracula cloak on. Yes. Um, 
which makes no sense in no, terms why of isn't it, why isn't it because that? Sherlock Holmes wouldn't do that, obviously. But um, and and here's another link: uh, Jeremy Brett had had a very successful run as Dracula. Yeah, in, in the late seventies in the American theatre. So yeah, he had beat me like, yeah, he had played Dracula on the yeah. stage at, at least. Yeah. Um, and of course, is it? I mean, that's that's very meta, but it, it also does set up that it's a uh, the, the va- vampirism is the theme of, of this investigation, and Holmes already knows it. Um, so you, you know, I think. Uh, think a word on Jeremy Brett here's the, here's the time to, to deal with this because he's remembered as you know the greatest I mean pe- people yeah are I mean and you know he, he's he's obviously the top in in, in the very upper epilogue of um, the, the screen homes I mean for Absolutely. many people he's the greatest some people go oh maybe Basil Rathbone or, or whatever and you know Peter Cushing has him as Amara's too but and, and um, you know, probably some some young people probably even like the the new ones more. <laughs> I mean, it's possible they do. Yeah, um, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> or even worse, Henry Cavill. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean Benedict Cumberbatch is very good as as Holmes. Yeah, but, yeah, but but pe- people. To be fair though, Benedict Cumberbatch is Holmes really couldn't exist without without the Jeremy Brett one. I don't think. Because I think Brett brings in a lot of the kind of weird sort of manic energy and and the the, the mannerisms and uh, well or the quirky kind of slightly sadistic laugh that he does and all so, those sorts of things. So outbursts. And it's a really interesting. It's a well-worn story of Jerry. Brett's experience of playing Holmes because when we started um, in 1984 with doing the adventures of, of, of Sherlock Holmes, he was yeah. that much younger, sort of uh, fitter, and he was playing it very sort of um, sort of straight. And he didn't like, he, he didn't actually even like Sherlock Holmes. He didn't like him, the character. He didn't like playing him because he was so cold and motionless, and just just felt that. that that wasn't what you know what he could identify with um but and he had but he had tremendous success in the role because he's very close to the way that um doyle um portrays the, the character and also it's a beautiful like granada uh production yeah um but as, as he goes on um he well, he basically had um, a breakdown of some, some kind, didn't did, didn't he? Uh, yeah, uh, so, uh, yeah, so he's it's he had he he had sort of uh, bipolar, yeah, um, um, and, and a heart problem as well. So, um, he, yeah, absolutely. So he suffered with his, with his mental health, um, and um, but but when he came back to do Holmes again. Um, his opinion of the character had completely changed and his um, interpretation of it had changed. And physically, he's different as well because his health yeah. problems, um, I've like the treatment for the de- depression had um, led to him putting on weight and, like you say, he started yeah. to suffer from uh, congenital heart disease. Yeah, and um, breathlessness, apparently. So around this sort of time, it wasn't unknown for him to have to bring oxygen 
so, in so, apparently. So, so um, when I watch this, uh, it's not. Uh, I'm, I'm not getting that this portrayal of the Doyle Holmes so much as I'm getting Jeremy Brett's Doctor Who version of Sherlock Holmes because at this point Jeremy Brett's identity had, had merged with Holmes to so to such an extent yeah. that, that 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 you can he doesn't I don't know it's like um, Tom Baker playing Doctor Who. It's like yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's it's that kind of performance, um, and, and it's absolutely brilliant and mesmerising. Like like um, indeed Tom Baker was, <laughs> but yeah. it, it's not. It, but it, it isn't. It isn't really Holmes as he is on the page by this point in, in Jeremy Brett's. Uh, pr- presentation he, he he is different and he, he is playing it as an older man right and, and in yeah. in those um in, in those adventures of Sherlock Holmes his Dr Watson is quite young like him that you're talking about like like 30s early 40s kind of thing that's David Burke and, yeah. and but then then for return and all the all the other ones including obviously this one uh, it's Edward Hardwick who is a really great actor I love Edward Hardwick yeah but, yeah yeah. But he's considerably he he always is late middle aged. <laughs> he, yeah, different, and, and it matches the kind of physical condition that Brett's obviously in. <laughs> um, but it but it is different because you know um, that isn't Holmes on the page either. I mean, you can't blame a person for getting older, but that's no. not, <laughs> not quite how um, Doyle do portrayed him. And indeed, see, do- I think I, I think you can see that that. Jeremy Brett's struggling by this mm. point. And you can, because I've, funnily enough, I have been re watching all of them. Um, so you, you've annoyingly made me watch this one out of, out of order. <laughs> <laughs> but I have been re watching all of them. And, and of course, I've, uh, so I'm at the, I'm in the return, I think I, um, I can't remember which one I last watched, but it was the first series with Edward Hardwick in. Yeah, that's the one that's And so you, so you can see see very much that that it was very noticeable the difference between Brett's performance then and and his performance in this one. I mean, he's, he's still he's still really really good, but he, he's just he's lost that energy. That yeah, he has in the, the earlier ones. So. Um, what I did is I watched a couple of episodes. Uh, I've seen I've seen it all, obviously, but I rewatched a couple of episodes of the the memoirs of Sherlock Holmes, which is the series he made even after this, um, yeah. at, at, at which he was very ill during parts of the filming and replaced. For, I mean, is he re- by, one of those is replaced by, by Charles Gray, Charles yeah, Gray as <laughs> Mycroft. Yeah, but, but because he he collapsed, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so they, they had to get. Um, Mycroft to do the Holmes's part essentially and hastily rewrite it yeah but so but I watched a couple of those episodes not not the Charles Gray episode but just the first two of that season yeah and and actually they're really those two episodes are really strong (laughs) and I'm like (laughs) oh well the way they work around um the the the, yeah so the the way they they work around this version of Holmes is just yeah it's just perfect so so actually this one the the, the last vampire has got an additional problem that those other ones i just watched doesn't have which is it stretches out 
um, yeah. stretches out as quite a short story to two hours, which yeah, um, yeah, which I think was a which I think was something was a decision. I think from what I was reading that a lot of the people involved in ITV and the production in Granada of this this particular of, of the series had moved on and um i i have a feeling that this kind of feature length thing was sort of in in vogue at the time and, and it was the sort of thing that that they thought audiences wanted and actually this one was quite and so there's a couple of others aren't there there's the eligible bachelor which is actually yep. um a mix of two stories it's the noble uh, bachelor and something a else. noble bachelor that's it no, well, it's yeah. So, so the the eligible bachelor is it's the name of the yeah. the name of the TV bachelor, show. Bachelor and the uh, three Garadebs, is that? Yeah, yeah, that's one. Yeah. So, so that that's so they were sort of um, hammering those, and I and I I read in the production of this that it was the script had to be written quite quickly in about something like about three weeks. Yeah, I, I saw that too. I think. I yeah, think, I think that's right. Uh, and, so I can so, just just one thing quickly. I can tell you why um, these two-hour specials were in vogue. It was because of Inspector Morse. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, I remember a lot of these sorts of things being on ITV at the time. That, yeah. These feature-length things. Yeah, indeed. Uh, but it, but you're stretched. But you're stretching the material an awful lot, like you say. And, um, and, the, and just a comment, comment on the actual original story. For a second, um, uh, I because I, I reread that for this. I don't know if you did. What Sussex Vampire? Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, but I was quite, I was quite, I was quite shocked at how quickly it read. Um, so, I think some of the earlier ones have a bit more, a bit more sort of detail in them. I think by the point that this perhaps was written, um, and there was more of a formula for. for that Doyle had for these stories. It's crushingly obvious um, and, who 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 the uh, the miscreant is as well in that story. Yeah. there are there are no really other suspects. No, <laughs> the, no. It, 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 it's either this person or it's vampires, and it isn't vampires. So. Yeah, yeah. And and it and and it's quite a flat story. Yeah, it's sort of um, yeah, it sort of happens. Everything has already happened. Holmes just turns up and goes, "Yeah, this is what what how it happened." There you go. See ya. <laughs> sort of how that works. Yeah, and, and the cat agrees with me, obviously. That was a good contribution from the cat there. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I think what we go back to. Um, let's go back to the plot for a bit. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what? what? <laughs> that's, a, that's a big sigh there. Uh, yeah, there is something I'd, I'd like to bring up because you know, then there's some illness, isn't there? Which is flu, says Doctor Watson, who's who's yeah, standing in. He's standing in as the village doctor, while while the um, the other village doctors obviously suffering from this epidemic as well. Um, but it, it's kind. It's kind of like all, all the villagers think it's Stockton up to his vampire tricks, yeah. Uh, essentially, yeah. Uh, and 
we get this marvelous cameo from Freddie Jones selling. Yeah. I don't. There's no real purpose to it. He's just selling no, just um, like... trinkets, uh, charms, isn't he? Um, yeah. I think we're in a bit of a danger of this being the Freddie Jones um, podcast because I think <laughs> the last three things, or possibly we've done, have had him in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing though uh, about this this scene of him selling the charms yeah. right um okay, okay it's obviously not in the sussex vampire it's, no. it, doesn't, it doesn't advance the plot of this story at all there's something to do with um they, they do show up the charms don't they and there's there's, there's a couple of the minor characters of uh, uh, yeah there's some kind of interaction with it, but well, it, it, basically, it, the, like the stable lads having an affair with the other Peruvian woman, that kind with, of with, thing. yeah, with her, her, her sort of, um, I guess, what is she, sort of like a nanny or something? I don't know. She's not a nanny, is she? But she's like a maid or something like that. Yeah, um, uh, and and it's kind of hinted in this that she's also a vampire that she's in with Stockton and you know, yeah. Yeah, but um, but I was going to say that that scene with Freddie Jones, right? It's actually um, basically from Carmilla. So uh, the, right, there's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's a very similar scene in the in the Sheridan Lefanu um, novella Carmilla, which which predates um, Dra- Dracula, and which um, uh, <laughs> is a great classic of vampire fiction. But um, it does it does show that you know the, the screenwriter here is um, he, he is considering quite closely what what he's doing and where it sits in the genre. So yeah, so, so yeah. you've obviously had the burning house at the start and stuff, but here you here you get a, a, a little uh, a little nod to Carmilla, which is <laughs> which is interesting and obviously continues the the, the scene of here, here this is this is a proper vampire story honest yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um i'm trying to sort of think so so basically Holmes and watson come down don't they in in time for the is it in time for the funeral yeah they watch the funeral oh no i forgot there's like a really weird bit which i so so Okay, so this this goes out. This this story goes out of its way to convince you that vampirism is real, and that Stockton is almost definitely a vampire of sorts, even if he's not a traditional undead vampire. And it's, it's almost to... like an energy vampire, like yeah. from um, um... Colin Robinson. Yeah, from <laughs> what we do in the shadows. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so there's um, so so it, it, get, it really tries hard to convince you of this, and puts in loads of um, things to make you think that. And odd people seem to be mesmerised a bit by Stockton as well. So he yeah, you know, they go out of the way to try and make it seem like he's killed the blacksmith, and then people seem to sort of fall under his spell, um, yeah. and and so. Um, I'm, I'm, I forgot where I'm going with this now. <laughs> um, and I think that's, I think this is like a, uh, it's a bit of a, um, 
I've totally lost the track of where I'm going. So I'll, okay, I'll well, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, but I mean, may, maybe that just no. I know. Represents. I know what oh, okay, go on then. So including the weird sequence where Holmes gets a kind of strange vision of Stockton beckoning him before they've before they've even left uh, Baker Street, which is just weird. And, and not really sort of explained and is clearly a sort of stylistic choice of the director to or, or the scriptwriter or whoever to try and make us convince that Stockton is a vampire. But also um, they throw ghosts into the mix, don't they? So I oh, mean, yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, Stockton takes Holmes out to the ruin of his old family home, the one we've seen burned down and yeah. Um, he kind of manipulates Holmes into a place where he, he he can't see Stockton anymore, but then he thinks he sees a ghost. But then he's like, oh, maybe it was a trick of the light. Um, <laughs> and you're like, okay, why what's, why are ghosts in this? <laughs> what was that? What was that? What's, what's that sequence about? <laughs> that, 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 that sequence was just bizarre as well. Like, so, I, so, I mean, kind of enjoyed Roy, Roy Marsden's over the top hammy acting i thought that was great but at the same time he's suddenly a bit possessed and like he's being strangled and it's like what yeah so, so and i mean this is it is explained at, at, at the end what, what happened is it, is it yeah, oh yes yeah 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 it is what, but, what what, okay um the thing is, two hours can be a bit of a, a slog, can't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but, but it does. It does actually. Right. Um, let, let's just skip. Let's, let's skip to the end here, right? Stock, let's, let's, Stock, yeah, I was going to say, let's not bother sort of following the plot in order, really. Because Stockton dies. He, he dies yeah. in a coach accident. So, yeah. Um, which is sort of a hammer horror thing to do in, during yeah. a storm, isn't it? Um, yeah. But then there's a, there's a whole hoo ha because they still th- they think he's going to come back. They, yeah. Uh, um, so he is uh, Morris Den- Denham buries him, but then the villagers dig him up, don't they? Uh, yeah. And basically, you get the mob again, and and the mob uh, basically take the take the body uh, to the ruin, and and it ends up in the basement. And Ferguson's gonna gonna put the stake to the heart, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it turns out that Jack, his son, has been a disciple of for, uh, of yeah. uh, Stockton's. Um, yeah. for, for some, it's Renfield. Yeah, 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 Renfield. Exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, and he, um, he he tries to stop the staking through the heart, I think. But um, also, it it it's turned out that um, that. Jack has used poison given to him from Stockton on the dog and then on um, the, 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 the maid. Yeah. Uh, Dolores, her name is Dolores. Yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it, which, which goes back into the actual story a little yeah. bit. Like yeah, because you do get the scene with uh, Carlotta uh, seemingly sucky, uh, drink, yeah. seemingly drinking the blood of Dolores, which yeah. is another thing that can be. About 10 but, minutes before the end. Ferguson, there's vampirism about, and and yeah. that is in Sussex Vampire, but in both of them, it's sucking the poison out, isn't it? That's the explanation yeah. for it. Yeah. Now, um, in the 
in the short story, uh, basically, it's Jack has poisoned. Uh, uh, I mean, Jack wants to kill the his his half brother. The yeah, but but he doesn't do it. It's um, a jealousy thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exa- exa- exactly. Um, and um, Holmes. Holmes has got this really curious reaction to it, which is like, oh, uh, yeah, he was trying to murder. Uh, he was trying to do a murder. I'll oh, send him in, send him into the navy. That'll sort him out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fair enough. Um, but but um, so so not, not only does the baby live, but Jack lives as well, and he doesn't hang or anything. He's yeah. right. But but um, in the TV adaption. Um, Jack is actually um, that they that they specifically say, oh well, the baby probably died of pneumonia, <laughs> so they didn't yeah, want to go so it's there. Just a that, coincidence. They, it's they just didn't, like... they, I didn't. They didn't want to go there that Jack had actually killed the baby. No. We, the, the, I mean, I, and I think Watson himself. So within the story, Watson doesn't want to go there because because Jack um, Jack Jack actually dies, doesn't he? Jack. Um, uh, like jumps. So, so yeah. So as far as I can work out, Jack seems to be being a bit having sort of delusional episodes. Yeah, which came about from his accident, which in the short story is caused by a riding accident, and this is caused by falling out of a tree. Yeah, um, and so in this, his accident leads him, and in both of them, he struggles with walking. But in this, the accident leads seems to lead him to have weird delusional things. And I think he thinks that he's a vampire. Yeah, yeah. Hence him trying to sort of fly at the end. And, and fall to his and death. And, that, and, that, and that's why yeah. uh, Watson can, can safely exonerate him because he, yeah. it's, it's just kinder to everyone if he, if he does that. Um, but but yeah, but you don't really know whether whether he he's actually tried to or successfully murdered his baby brother or not. But yeah, that, yeah. but that's that's kind of a horrible thing. But anyway, right. But we see him at the end, like wrapped in the sheet and stuff at the top. So so yeah. it's kind of obvious that that's what Sherlock has seen earlier. Okay. <laughs> so so that means that it was kind of a, a thing that that Stockton and Jack had done together. Stockton had obviously taken him there. Uh, and we know he'd set the, the mirror up as well to, to, to blind yeah. um, Holmes. And, and, and obviously, and then uh, Jack had appears so, to go. So it wasn't, it wasn't a, tr- it, it wasn't a trick so what, of his eyesight or anything. He had but, seen something, but it was Jack yeah. in a, it was Jack in a blanket. Okay, <laughs> but, but, but why did they do that? <laughs> What, what were they trying to do? What was the point? Because, because, and you've come cause... to the you've come to the nub <laughs> of the thing, right? The whole thing doesn't work because it's stretched out too much, and and yeah, because and too much. they've added a, a character Stockton, yeah. with it, which destroys the internal logic. I mean, I mean, it does, it, it works in the, it works in the kind of uh, this is. Uh, like a, a pastiche gothic horror, but it doesn't work yeah. as a mystery yes. because of it. And, and, and then, yeah, because Holmes and Watson really don't have anything much to do. 
Um, they do, and there's not really a crime. No detection, no, no yeah. detection. No, there isn't a crime, is there? There's, there's a, no. there's, there's a, a tragic case of pneumonia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they should have got down there. Watson should have looked at the baby and found out. Oh yeah, it was pneumonia. Right, okay, cheerio. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of it. But you know, um, yeah. So I think this is where we get to the: is this actually any good? Is it, I mean, and what if I was to ask you directly, Paul, is this good? <laughs> is The Last Vampire good? What would you say? I would have to say no. Yeah, it's not. Uh, but it? I, I, I would qualify it with the fact that it looks great. Yeah. The, 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 the real bats. Oh, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're real bats. So so when they they, they obviously do yeah. the bat trope, but but it's not the stupid rubber bats that Roy no. Baker seemed to think were really scary. No. It's the no, first, <laughs> proper bats. No, at first I thought, <laughs> no, at first I thought that's really weird because they're they're fruit bats. But we don't really have fruit bats. We wouldn't have fruit bats in this country. Like all, of, all of our bats are, are tiny. Like, yeah, yeah. You have slightly bigger you know, the bats that are like, about an inch or two across so we don't really have very big bats um but i thought actually no in an odd way that makes sense because or, or at least thematically makes sense because where do where do the fruit bats come from they come from south america exactly peru so i thought okay i'll give them a pass on that but only just no but at least they <laughs> at least at least they found a real bat <laughs> and they've yeah, used yeah. that yeah that's true wasn't wasn't a, a bat and a bit of string <laughs> <laughs> and, and though I don't really think bats are at all frightening, at least the the real ones are like oh, look better <laughs> than the stupid yeah. rubber bats so, that so, Hammer was used. So it's absolutely filmed brilliantly. It's mm. got a, a fantastic cast. It has. Um, you know, the, you've got small parts like Elizabeth Spriggs as the the sort of housekeeper, which she was born to play that role. Is Mason? Yeah, it's great. And she's she's great, even though that's a tiny role. Freddie Jones for his like two minute role that he's got. It's it's it, it's really really brilliantly cast. Um, you know the the Jack is is one of the kids from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe BBC production. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's what he's most famous for, I think. Um, but yeah, so it's it, it's really. It's really well cast. There's some great acting, even though it's some of it's quite sort of hammy. Um, it looks absolutely brilliant. It's lovely, filmed wonderfully, but but it just doesn't work at all on, on any level. And and this is why I won't get back to the thing about Hound of the Baskervilles. This is why you can horror up Hound of the Baskervilles because Holmes isn't there for for like the first third of that. Um, he, he's he's absent, so of course you've got your 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 character that has the the scientific logical approach is missing. So therefore you can you can boost up the superstition and and the the, the sort of weird horror elements of it and the, the how scared all of the participants are, but then that's dispelled once Holmes comes in and and, and solves all of that. The problem I have with this is that you've got home they're, they're having to make uh, Holmes this basically a bit stupid in order for them to ramp up the 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 sort of supernatural elements and try and get you to believe that it's a real vampire because 
and 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 for me that doesn't really work. If they if they sort of if Watson had gone down to investigate like he does in Baskervilles on his own without Sherlock being there, I think he would have. Um, I think you could have done much better with ramping up the. Is he a vampire? And the thing is, is I think there's like a. I don't think the script can really make up its mind whether it, it's telling you that that Stockton is a vampire or whether it's telling you he isn't really because because I think yeah he he seems to be this sort of strange energy vampire thing and they even talk about that in the in the script so Watson I think starts talking about it or and and mm -hmm. Holmes I think mm -hmm. mentioned it. Indeed. And so that's that's really weird. Yes. Uh, what I, do you I, think? No, I, I think I think you're right. Actually, the, the the reason I went back and watched a couple of episodes of memoirs afterwards because I'm like, am I just remembering <laughs> out of nostalgia that this was good? Was this, is this show actually yeah. not good? <laughs> but no, I mean the ones I watched then, no, it's great. Good. It's it's yeah, it, it's um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's just misconceived isn't it, it, it yeah is. i think i think that perhaps perhaps what they were told to produce rather than uh, versus what they actually probably wanted to produce was was um yeah where, where the conflict comes in and i think this is probably why sherlock holmes versus dracula never doesn't work because because um <laughs> the, the they're really close, the um, associated, and you know, like the modern Benedict Cumberbatch, Sherlock, yeah. those people immediately did a modern Dracula, didn't they, after that? Well, and yeah. That always yeah. happens, but but you don't actually, you can't mix the two worlds very easily. You just can't. No. So, no. so um, you, it seems like an obvious thing to do, but then, it, the, then it's, it's just too much. Well, because because vampires are ultimately uh, unscientific and a distillation of yeah. of various fears and, and things, so they don't work in a situation where you have Sherlock Holmes who's coldly scientific about everything and 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 is somebody that's based on facts. So unless you stretch one or other of those two things, it, it, it's never going to work. So um, now, now, oh no, 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 no! I've got to respond to this before you go to the next on, point, okay. right? So um, there's a Netflix show called The Regulars, which I've offline yeah. recommended to you a couple of times before, right? And, and that is really interesting because it's just like, okay, this is Sherlock Holmes and Doctor Watson, Inspector Lestrade and Mrs. Hudson, but um, this is set in a horror world, right? Yeah. And, and, and the the way it complete it has to completely change the the way all of those characters are because the cold scientific logic and the brilliance of Sherlock Holmes doesn't get him very far because because okay, no. um because it, it doesn't right if you need to actually learn magic or whatever <laughs> or, yeah. or or exorcism rites and things it, it, it's it's different so so um, yeah. that um. That that is a much more successful idea, a w way of mashing the genres together. And there's a Neil Gaiman short story, isn't there? A Study in Emerald, which is um, Sherlock Holmes 
uh, and Cthulhu and the mythos okay. like bang together. Oh, it's great. But, but again, it, it's um, it's really great, but it, 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 it has to change it around. Yeah, so, you so. Can't, you, the two can't, <laughs> as, as they stand and be faithful, the two can't yeah. work together. Yeah, no, that, no, 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 indeed. I mean, people keep, like, obviously, like, the regulars is this year, people keep clashing these things together. Um, but, <laughs> but, yeah, but, I mean, you can't have, um, you, you couldn't. And, have, I, and I, think, Brett, I think the other thing with this is if you'd gone, yeah, if, if you'd put, if you'd gone, for the Sherlock Holmes versus a vampire route and just did it as a, as a one-off or something like that, I think it would work. I think it's even more jarring in in the, the context of the Jeremy Brett Granada yeah. series. Yeah. No, because that's... mostly, up until then, they've, they've gone for being quite serious and, and, and tried to be reasonably faithful adaptations in the stories now later on they don't bother with that so much but but yeah I, I, and that that make that sort of makes it stick out a lot more i think yeah absolutely absolutely agree um you know no, no, I, I started the podcast with this bold defense of the last <laughs> vampire as um, a, a counting as british horror uh, and then i'm gonna i'm gonna end by saying well it it, do, it kind of does but it's crushed under the weight of also being a sherlock holmes story yeah it, yeah i mean it, it could have it could have done if it was free of the baggage of the rest of the the series the jeremy brett series it, it, this could have been a, a cracking little sherlock versus the vampire sort of story and 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 would have would have been really quite brilliant and but the thing is it 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 tries to do that with while still trying to be the rational Sherlock Holmes thing right so Christopher Lee is Stockton he's a real vampire this is two hours of brilliance yeah (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. and no do do this recast yeah have him Stockton Christopher Lee is Stockton the real vampire yeah, with all the vampire powers, etc., versus Peter Cushing's Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> then, then I'm in. I'm in on that, definitely. Actually, yes. I mean, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and bung on Jay Morale as, as, as Watson again, because that was a good pairing. <laughs> and then with, that's, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm totally in there. Yeah, what, I mean... What, what, <laughs> I mean, they would have made that in the 1960s, but yes. They would have done, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah, it would um, have been. The, what I will say, though, is, is it's interesting. The other thing I, I did do was I listened to the um, BBC radio adaptation of this of the, the Sussex Vampire with um, Clive Merrison and, and, and Michael Williams. Oh, yeah. I, I absolutely love all of those stories. And I think uh, Merrison and Williams are, are fantastic as Holmes and Watson. I think they're, they're, they're a bit underrated as, as, uh, as the duo. Um, because, it's, because it's radio, yeah? It's because it's radio, yeah. Um, and, but they're, they're absolutely brilliant. And this story, I think, is much more successful at melding in um, elements of Dracula. So um, 
so in the in the adaptation they 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 include it opens with michael williams and you're not quite sure it's him at the first reading a passage from dracula uh, and then it's commented on dracula's commented on at the beginning of the story and they laugh about it and everything but they what they they subtly do throughout the whole well it's not that subtle actually it's quite obvious but what they do throughout the whole of the the script for this is they keep dropping in scenes and bits of dialogue like um you know he, he um ferguson says that um to to his wife that her hands are, are extremely cold and and it and it plays with it in 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 a in a quite a sort of cheeky way um, and i think that works a bit better and uh, it's more it's obviously faithful to the story but they they kind of try and uh, put bits of dialogue to make you think that yeah, yeah perhaps his wife is a vampire but in a, in a sort of cheeky knowing way um and that works really well and that's worth it and actually actually i think it it makes the story a bit more more fun because the, the short story is a bit sort of uh to the point yeah i oh, know that does that does sound that does sound good and i think that's a good positive note to end on actually unless you have any yeah. other points to to raise um, it, no not really Right. Well, I, th- I think I'd just like to say, you know, you know, uh, sorry we wasted your time by talking about this film <laughs> <laughs> or, or TV uh, movie. Um, we'll do better next time, whatever Freddie Jones um, vehicle <laughs> we find next time. <laughs> Children of the Stones. There we go. He's in that. <laughs> who? Who can? Is he? Is he? Is he in that? Yeah. Oh, it's quite a main character in that. I, for some reason, I only ever remember Ian Cuthbertson. He's in that, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's the baddie. But Freddie Jones is is sort of the 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 good kind of um, sort of wizardy type guy. That's Krull. You're definitely talking thinking yeah. about Krull, aren't you? <laughs> oh God, we we have done far more <laughs> Freddie Jones thing than, than is reasonably healthy. So, uh, yeah. So Frankenstein must be destroyed next. Oh, goodness. Maybe. Well, you know, on that cliffhanger, <laughs> um, I, 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 okay, we will end there, but but you've got to remind me how to get in touch to okay. plane, to, to harangue us. <laughs> so if you, if you want to suggest a, a Freddie Jones um, movie for us to, um, to cover, uh, you can email us at... Uh, uh, a very British um, Freddie Jones. <laughs> no. So you can you can email us at a very British horror at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook where we're a very British horror or you can get us on Twitter at uh, very Brit horror. So let us know that you love Freddie Jones. Yes. Yes. And, and, and you know, Tell us what you think about Sherlock Holmes as well. Yes, yeah. we probably won't talk about Sherlock Holmes for a while, but it is something I've always loved. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think it's time to end it. Really end it there. Um, so until next time, I've been Chris Denton. And uh, I've been Paul Monk still. You, that... <laughs> That's not what I say, but... I'm, you I'm can't... Not, <laughs> that isn't even... Oh, oh dear. I'm going to go and jump off a burnt down building in a cloak now. <laughs>
<laughs> You're still Paul Monk. Good night. <laughs> Bye.